The following is a Joel Mahalik production. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? And welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. My name is Joel Mahalik. Thanks for being here and joining us. Uh, unfortunately, the lovely Sharon is uh, is sick and is not going to be on the program this week. Um, funny thing is, is that she was, um, I was sick last week and uh, we, of course we didn't do a show. Um, and uh, she, so then now she's sick this week. And uh, we're putting the show together. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that in a second. Let me tell you how to get a hold of the program if you want to, because we are available out there on the World Wide Web at www.jmtalk.net. That's the website. That's where you can go to subscribe to the program. You can also listen to the 24/7 stream, read the blogs, check out the news, and uh, also link up to the YouTube channel where our, our video content lies. Um, also on Facebook at JM Talk and on Twitter and Instagram at JM Talk Radio. So the various ways that you can reach out to the program, and we hope you do. Thanks again for being here. Um, and getting back to uh, Sharon being, uh, being ill, uh, it's interesting because... Uh, uh, the subject of the man flu came up uh, about a week, week and a half ago. And somebody uh, said that they had never heard of that phrase, which, I mean, I, I can't remember when the first time I heard of that phrase was, but it was quite some time ago. And uh, you know, so basically the man flu is any time a guy gets uh, any stage of illness, no matter how minute, uh, turns into a, a you know basically a baby and and, and we do I mean you know <laughs> I, I said absolutely the man the man flu is is a very true statement and uh, and I get it all the time it's um, you know but I think though what it really is is like you know I mean the men work so hard and and so uh, when we get sick. It you know it really puts us down. It's a man flu. It's a man-sized flu, is I think what it uh, boils down to be. But um, uh, this was uh, really unusual because you know when Sharon does get ill, she keeps moving, and so if there's any example of uh, the man flu, but you know, and and how I react when I'm sick, how she reacts when she's sick. That is a perfect example because she's up and at it and getting things done. And she did not even get out of bed today, so uh, which is unusual. So she is really down, and we hope for a speedy recovery. And I told her plenty of fluids, chicken soup, clear fluids like water. Water is very good for you. 
And um, so we're wishing her a speedy recovery to come back on the next show and get back to work. Uh, stop having a woman flu, will you? Uh, so anyway, so yeah. Um, so it'll be a little tricky with her absence. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm certainly no stranger to being on the air uh, solo. Uh, but it's been so long, and we'll see how we'll see how it goes. There'll be nobody rebutting anything I say. So everything I say on today's or this week's podcast is obviously true because I said it. So let's start with that. No, it's going to be very rough. We we actually there's because we missed the show last week. There's so much content to review. There's so much content to review. And yet, I will not. There'll be some things that I just cannot review to uh, this week, and that's because it demands that there be a discussion. So I have to sort of pick and choose and see what is going to um, go over well in the circumstance that I find myself in. So, um, so there's that. Of course, later on in the program, there is a new wombat of the week and a hero to honor and. That's the easy part, right? Because I'm used to doing that portion. So let's see how it goes. But before I get into any of the uh, content for this week, I um, wanted to give a shout out to our own uh, Sean Goward. Uh, hopefully you saw his Thanksgiving Pro Tips video that was posted last weekend. And if you haven't, stop over at the Facebook page. We do yet have to get it onto the YouTube channel, which will be coming soon. It was a short work week and a lot of things going on with the holidays, but uh, we will get that done. So stop over there, check out his other videos uh, that he has um, uh, graciously donated to the program. Okay, turning our attention now to um, the first thing I wanted to talk about. There's this, uh, there's this thing on social media that's happening, right? And first of all, let's just uh, talk about so social media for a minute. Um, social media is not where you should get your news and things like that. I mean, you can't, I mean, obviously if you're following your favorite news channel, sure. Then you can get your news from social media. Right. But, um, but you know, a lot of people, uh, first of all, there's a lot of, uh, obvious fake news stories. A lot of satirical websites doing satirical news have popped up in the last couple of years. And a lot of people, uh, read the satirical stuff and they think it's real. And you have to be careful of that. Now, <clears throat> the other thing you have to be careful of is things that resurface. And so this, um, this thing that I want to talk about right now is actually came out last year, but it's resurfacing, right? It's resurfacing across social media. And um, it kind of goes in line with a lot of what we've talked about on the show as far as the um, this gen the, this gender crisis or whatever you you want to call it is that, that's going on, but apparently um, there is there is a contingent of people and uh, that think that Santa Claus needs to be either a female or gender neutral. Um, a, a survey of 4,000 people say that they, they envision a gender-neutral or female 
Santa Claus. Now, folks, Santa Claus has been around forever. You know, it's, it's, it's another one of those things that you don't change. Okay, so old laws that are on the books forever and the times roll on and uh, laws need to be changed, right? Um, Santa Claus is one of those things that does not need to be changed no matter how you slice it. And in every country has their own version. Um, well, every country that celebrates Christmas has uh, a different version. And, of course, they're all very similar. Here in the, United, in the United States, Santa Claus is just an idea that came from those European traditional uh, toy makers or, you know, the spirit that delivers toys to the kids in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve. And, you know, and then, of course, our Santa Claus was an iteration of that. Okay, and then his likeness uh, was built from there, and then we had this image, and you know, but you know, this this BS, this gender bender crap, you know, has to stop. Has to stop. You know, twenty seven percent of a survey taken in the United States and the, and the United Kingdom. Felt that Santa should be rebranded, either female or gender neutral. And, you know, but over 70% said leave him alone. So I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that more than 70%, like 73% said leave it alone. So uh, I, it gives me, I mean, look, I knew that the contingent was small that wanted to do this. You know? Um, this is borderline insanity. You know, we don't we don't need a gender neutral Santa. And you know, listen, if you want a female Santa Claus, then do that in your own little circle. No one stops you from doing that. There are people that believe that God is a woman. People that believe that God is a man. You know, there have been iterations of uh, male characters. Uh, Christmas characters that were, you know, re remade, retailored uh, to be uh, female. That's great. We're not changing the symbol. Not on my watch. We're not changing Santa Claus to a female. And certainly not to gender neutral. Uh, this gender neutral thing... It, it, you know, you're, you're going too far. And I've told you, in fact, I, I, I wish, I wish this would have resurfaced a little bit sooner because I have, I, I posted a new opinion blog, uh, on my blog at jmtalk.net. And it's basically, I think the title is called, if memory serves me, can we please leave Christmas alone? And this is one of those things. I mean, I talked about, you know, uh, generally speaking, uh, some music or movies or TV shows, etc. And I would have mentioned this had this resurfaced a little, just a tad bit longer ago than I wrote that. Because I would have included that. This is ridiculous. You know? Leave Christmas alone. Do your thing. But, but once again, okay, a small contingent of people who want to do XYZ, help yourself. 
you don't need to put out polls and uh, and um, uh, what are they um, the signatures there when you get the signatures I am drawing such a blank um, you don't need to make a big deal out of something like this you want your Santa Claus to be gender neutral fine in your household he can be in it okay he can be in it Dress them up, whatever, however you want, whatever. Okay. So, um, he doesn't need to look younger. Okay. He doesn't need to drink beer. Doesn't need to have two tattoos. He doesn't need to go on a diet. He doesn't need a new hairstyle. He doesn't need to shave his beard. He doesn't need to have a goatee. Leave the man alone. It's simple as that. It is as simple as that. Just leave him alone. Leave Christmas alone. Yeah, this would be the second year that I that, that I, I know of where I wonder if during the month of December or during the Christmas part of the year, because you know, obviously, um, now this this show will drop December first, but certainly not being recorded December first. But I always wonder in the period between Thanksgiving and Christmas, is there going to be enough stuff to talk about where I can kind of keep the show thematic to Christmas? And and it is. Now, sometimes it, it's it, uh, uh, last year, and I'm sure this year, we're going to wind up talking about a whole lot of Christmas wombats. But the truth of the matter is, is that, uh, you know, it, it keeps fueling the fire, you know. Um, so, but we don't need to gender bender everything, Okay. We don't need gender neutral everything. Um, it, it just, I don't know how, like how far this whole thing's going to go, but this is getting uh, extremely nuts. Leave it alone. Leave Christmas alone. Leave Santa Claus alone. Um, and, and that'll be that. Thank you very much. Um, so, but yeah, so you have to be careful what you are uh, seeing online. And uh, check dates. And then uh, I was going to say, if something seems um, too uh, good to be true, it probably is. But I don't think that theory works anymore with today's um, in today's society. Because like I said, I mean, I, I've seen with my own eyes, people will post a satirical story and then they will bitch about it because they believe it. You know, um, so uh, I'm afraid there are people out there that believe that Bat Boy is really running for president in 2020. You have to scroll down and look at the website. I mean, if it, it, if you if you click on it, first of all, is it laden with ads? You know, can, can you even read the story because of all the ads? Another thing is, uh, is check the about page. Because they'll tell you right there if it's a satirical site. And then you can make a wise decision as to whether or not you're going to post and share that kind of stuff. Listen, I don't care if you do. I love satirical news. Love it. I don't post a lot of satirical news. But when I do, uh, I'll be sarcastic about it because I know it's uh, it's satirical and sarcastic. And I'm going to be right there with it. So, um, So that's why you have to watch. Like what you're doing, what you're what you're reading, and what you're believing in, okay? Uh, anywhere on the internet, but especially 
when you're on places like Facebook and sometimes even Twitter, although Twitter's not as bad as Facebook. And it's funny because Facebook says they want to, they're working really hard to clean up news that's not real. Now, I don't think that includes satirical. Um, I understand the premise as to why they're doing it, but I don't think that they're able to do a good job on it because, you know, you can't control the human psyche. You know, if somebody looks at a story and, uh, I mean, if it looks faker than a $3 bill, some people are going to think it's real. They're going to pounce on it like it's real. And there's nothing you can really do about that, right? It is what it is. So, um, but just just be mindful. Be careful um, about that. Um, so, don't forget uh, that uh, we will be having our annual Christmas show airing now this show will not be available as a podcast for licensing reasons okay so in order to catch the show you have to stay tuned to the website and the, and to the podcast and we'll keep you posted on the networks dates and times of where you'll be able to catch the show being aired on uh, affiliate stations that's how you have to listen to the show um, so You'll have to stay tuned. Uh, hopefully, we'll be adding an, uh, another network this year. But um, that's how you'll hear the Christmas program. Will not be available on the website as a podcast. Okay. Um, coming up uh, after I take the break, I'm going to talk to you about. I'm definitely I got to bring up two big scams that you have to watch for because it's the holidays because the holiday season has started. It's Thanksgiving weekend, which means it's Black Friday weekend, which means it's um, crazy weekend. And uh, I'm also going to share what I do for Black Friday every year, my annual Black Friday tradition. I'm going to share that with you as well. Um, So just again, just trying to sort through and make sure I can... uh, Talk about topics that I can talk one way about. Uh, we don't have the lovely Sharon here. She's ill. We're wishing her well. And uh, later on, of course, on the program, a new Wombat of the Week, a new Honor Thy Hero, and look forward to that. So, uh, meanwhile, I'm going to take a uh, quick break, <clears throat> grab something to drink. And if you can't hear it, I mean, if you really listen from start to now, you can hear the throat waning away waning away so i'm gonna put some uh i'm gonna put some diet iced tea on that and i'll be back after these quick breaks don't go anywhere this is new york super oldie station 920 w-o-n the apple brooklyn new york so i use my computer every day I'm not even sure how i get along without it but i wasn't prepared for a virus a trojan they called it one night i'm cruising along and the next night i can't do anything I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik, uh, the lovely Sharon, taking an ill day from the podcast and resting up as she is not feeling well. So, well wishes out to her. Uh, I want to welcome you back to the program and um, kind of digging right back into you know it's uh, so it's Thanksgiving weekend, so we've we've gotten past Thanksgiving. Okay, so the shopping part of Christmas, the commercialization part that I uh, hate so much has now taken over, right? So one of the things, I have this big tradition that I've had for a long, long time with Black Friday, and that is I don't go anywhere. (laughs) It's simple as that. I don't go anywhere. Uh, The hell with Black Friday and being out there. You know, anyone who knows me knows that I have a really large problem with retailers, first of all, who open on Thanksgiving. Okay? Um, Listen, you're going to make your money anyway. So, I don't understand why you have to open on Thanksgiving and start Black Friday sales on Thanksgiving. You are basically stealing people away from family time. Because I'm old enough to remember, and I I hate having to admit this, but I'm old enough to remember when businesses, retailers were closed on Thanksgiving and certain other holidays so that people can enjoy time with their families. You know, uh, uh, fellowship and food and family and football. And I mean, that's what Thanksgiving is about. But instead, dinners now are planned to be earlier because people have to get out the door and go shopping in this crazy world for Black Friday. And every year, we see pictures and videos of the mayhem. And even this year, videos uh, came out right away from a local Walmart here uh, where... You know, uh, uh, almost a half a dozen police officers, county police officers, were trying to arrest a guy, and he got free, and he took off, and they had to tase him. And I'm like, you know, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, happy Thanksgiving. You get together, and you, you're so thankful for all these things. And then you run right out, and, you know, you're attempting to murder people over a pair of shoes or a television. It's insane. So I go nowhere on Black Friday or Saturday or Sunday or Cyber Monday or any other day. I don't go out and do any shopping out among the peoples. I just don't. And that's worked out really good for me. But this notion of Having to be open on you know Thanksgiving, having to be open on Christmas. My goodness, someone might have to come back on Christmas Day and exchange something. That can't wait till the twenty sixth. It used to be able to wait till the twenty sixth. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. There's a rule in my house. It gets broken once in a while that no one's allowed to go out on Christmas Eve. They go shopping. Sorry. So anyway, so it's that time of year, right? It's that time of year where uh, people have taken to overcrowding the malls and the shopping centers and the big box stores 
to capitalize on whatever they can get their hands on for sale. And I actually learned something too, by the way. Here's a tip. Here's a pro tip for you. Uh, Last November, it was after Black Friday because, again, we don't go anywhere on Black Friday. It was after Black Friday, uh, the following weekend, I believe, Uh, or a couple days later. You know what? It was Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. We had gone out and we went to Wally World. I'm sorry, Walmart. Excuse me. We went to Walmart and we we saw that they had some uh, some Samsung TVs that were still on sale from Friday uh, at a really good price. So we snatched one up. You know, we were in a market to get a flat screen TV. So this deal really fell right into our lap. And so we got the deal, and it's a really nice TV. It's a really nice TV. And then what happened was, just about two weeks ago, uh, the the right side of the TV went about 70% dark. And so, uh, you know, called up Samsung, who was the manufacturer, and uh, talked to them about it. And I said, I, I know I purchased this in November, so I don't know if I still have a warranty. And I did. I have a warranty until the end of November. So I got lucky. So they put a ticket in and they got a repair person to come out after they did some troubleshooting. And basically it was my backlight. So I essentially got a whole new backlight, which is essentially a whole new TV. I mean, basically he took the back off. He took the two components out from the inside, the legs off, and then the the rest of it was replaced. And so the repair guy was, uh, was a very nice chap. And he was asking me the serial number while he was working. And I told it to him. And he goes, ha-ha, Black Friday sale. <laughs> and I said, what? He says, I'm going to learn you something now about serial numbers and TVs. So he starts breaking down every component of my TV. It was a Samsung blah, 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 6900, blah, 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 blah. And he said the 69 means Black Friday. Black Friday special. And he said, you never want to buy a Samsung television under Series 7. The 6 means Black Friday special. So I was I was amazed at his talent. But at the same time, uh, if you give me the model number of a computer or a monitor, I can decipher most of that for you too as far as a computer component goes. But um, So I learned that. We got a good deal because these are TVs that are um, are made to a lower standard to be sold at a lower price on Black Friday. I would have never have known that. I would never have known that. And now I do. So um, he also uh, he, he gave us some tips on why the backlight would have burned out so quick, made some adjustments for us. And so it was really a very good experience with this guy. And I learned a couple things about the TV. And now hopefully, now that we made the adjustments, we have a new backlight and a new lease on the TV life, apparently. We can maybe get some good years out of this uh, Black Friday special. So um, so you want to be careful of things yeah, because it is the shopping season. Now, uh, that brings me to, I did say before the break that I want to talk to you about one or two scams. Uh, I want to make sure I get this scam in. There is a scam out. Uh, it's a big Amazon scam. Now, that being said, there's always a scam out, right? There's always some sort of scam here or there. 
Uh, let me get a sip of tea here. But <clears throat> I wanted to talk to you about the Amazon scam because obviously a lot of people are shopping on Amazon these days. It's a big Amazon part of the year as well. Now, this is typically the reason that this scam is highly successful is because so many people are shopping. So it sort of uh, preys on the fact that there is a high chance that you are expecting something from Amazon. So you'll get an email. Looks very Amazonish in design and etc. And it will be advising you that there's a problem with your order and it won't be shipped. And it'll tell you that you have to confirm your details to get to find out what's going on with the order to get it fixed. And it's going to have a link for you to click it, click out to from the email and when you do it's going to take you to a site that looks very Amazonish, and it's going to ask you for your first name last name and your credit card number to verify so then it can give you details on the problem with the order right so you may knowingly give this information click the verify button and then the only thing that happens after that is it dumps you on the actual Amazon.com. And there you are going, okay, what the hell? So, things to look for, as usual, um, as with any kind of scam. But I want to point this one out because it's Amazon, it's this time of year. Obviously, in the email, look for grammar. Okay, because these scam emails are... Uh, next to never written properly. So check for that. And then you can also look at the links. Don't click any, but if you move your mouse over some of the links and look down at the bottom of your browser, when you hover over a link, the bottom of the browser, the status bar, reveals the address of the link. So if it says Amazon.com and you hover over it, and there's an address that's about the length of a Chinese stereo setup instruction booklet, then you know that that's probably not Amazon. Also look for things that might say Amazon.co. Very close to Amazon.com, but it's not Amazon.com. Okay, hover over the email addresses. Does it even come from Amazon.com? So just a couple things to look for in the email. Obviously, another thing that I usually point out to people is you know, Amazon is not going to ask you to verify your order details to learn anything about a problem with your account. An Amazon email would typically say if there's a if there's really a problem with your account, it'll usually tell you that and advise you to log in. So if you receive an email that you're suspicious about, or an email from Amazon that's saying, you know, uh, uh, enter your details to check your order or any, anything like that. My advice to you would be abandon the email, go on to open the browser yourself, and go to Amazon.com. Make sure it's on the secure site, log into your account, and then in your message center, you'll be able to obtain the details of what's going on with your order and what went wrong with it. Okay? That's what I would do. You don't want to be giving out your personal information, your uh, credit card information, anything like that. They're just going to, it's just, uh, you know, those three pieces of information that this email is harvesting to unknowingly folk 
first name, last name, credit card number. They're now, they've stolen your identity and they're stealing your money. And these people make multi-billions a year. And I'd like five minutes in a room with a couple of them. And a submachine gun. But anyway, I digress. So you have to watch out for these things, okay? There's also a social security scam that's going on that you have to pay close attention to. Please advise people that you know that are on social security, okay? And it's emails that are asking you to verify your social security number. Phone calls asking you to verify your social security number. And what they do is, once they get that, they can use that to do lots of damage to your identity and your credit while they're reaping the benefits. No one is going to call, email, anything and ask you for your social security number. Okay? So, no matter what they say or how it sounds, and remember, these people try to sell urgency to you. Okay? No one. The IRS, the Department of Labor, uh, Medicare, nobody's going to ask you to just give them, verify your social security number. So these are a couple of really important scams that are out at the height of the shopping season. The height. I mean, you know, is there a high and low? I don't know. It just seems to me like the, you, know, you have your Black Friday, your Cyber Monday. They'll throw in stuff in between, and then you have all your urgency for last-minute sales. These are the. This is the season. This is the season where scammers are salivating. They are salivating at the mouth, knowing that the uh, the risk for them goes down, and the factor of, uh, of the potential for more victims goes up because they can sell their urgency and they can sell their fake-looking websites and fake-looking emails this time of year, and they can grab those unsuspecting people. In my business, I deal with it all the time. And I wish that I could just convey, um, like I am now, in, in such a mass way that more people would just know what to look for. You know, it, it, it just takes a little vigilance and knowing what to look for to make sure that you don't fall into these traps. Um, so, just remember, if it looks weird... It's probably not legitimate. Okay? Bank account numbers, account numbers, social security numbers, credit card numbers, debit card numbers, bank information, none of this will ever be asked of you on a phone call, on a random phone call, or on a an email uh, of any sort. All these types of things, you have to be in touch with that organization and and then maybe some of that information will transpire. So, just keep an eye out for that. Um, also, something else to keep in mind for, and this is interesting because I I this week you know watching TV, and and believe it or not, yes, you know I think you probably if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that uh, the lovely Sharon and I have a major issue with movie channel like all these movie channels, all these premium uh, channels on, on cable, they never have anything uh, new to watch. It's all the same recycled garbage. 
And we're going to get to why maybe in the next podcast. That's one of those things on the docket that I need the lovely Sharon here to talk about. So we've been watching some commercial television, uh, but we've been watching uh, the channels that show the older stuff. So anyway, I see this commercial for Five Below. And then it dawned on me that, yes, um, they are now selling things for up to $10, okay? Um, so the price point of Five Below is going up for the first time in 17 years. Um, they'll be raising their prices on certain items, including tech products and then certain toys and games. Um, so what the company has said is we've always done everything possible to absorb cost increases. Recently, we had to raise prices above $5 on tech items to keep providing the products you love. Um, so for toys and games and tech stuff, stuff priced up to $10, the company will keep them in a separate area of the store called 10 below gift shop for electronics. Five below is that in a section called 10 below tech. Um, but they're going to keep the name 10 below. But then what I noticed in, uh, did I say 10 below? Five below. What, what did I just say? I don't even see. I don't even have anybody to refute what I said. So in, <laughs> in some respects, this is good. There's no one here to refute it. But they're keeping the name Five Below. Um, and then, so in a commercial, I saw that they had a, like a, a tag under it. Five Below, and it said 1-5-10. So it was like everything, you know, from 1 to 5 to 10. Or something like that. And the way they explained it, I'm not sure. But most of the store's merchandise will remain at $5 and below uh, as per the company. And what's interesting, too, is Dollar Tree uh, is also where... I mean, when you go into a Dollar Tree... Everything's a dollar. Everything's a dollar. Now, what that means is something that's worth a penny is going to be a dollar. And there's probably some stuff worth about a dollar eighteen that is a dollar. So, um, <laughs> but their prices are going up on, on certain things too. And they're going to keep the name Dollar Tree. Okay, folks. So, I am going to get out of here and take my final break of the podcast. And when I come back, got a couple things on tap. One, we have a new Wombat of the Week that we need to uh, talk about, and it's a good one. And also, uh, for Thanksgiving week, we're doing a double Honor Thy Heroes. Yes, so I have two heroes that we have to honor this week on the Joel Mahalik Show. So, uh, Everyday Heroes, and you'll want to stay tuned for that. I'm coming back right after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the program. It's the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And this is the third stretch, the final stretch of the program, uh, the last third. 
so many different names for the for this part of the program, but this is the last piece, right? This is where we are going to uh, namely do a couple of things. Wombat of the Week, where we celebrate uh, stupid people doing stupid things. And if you're a first-time listener, we'll get into that in a minute. And we also honor heroes in this hour. We honor a new hero each week. In fact, this week we have two different honor thy heroes that we uh, that I want to cover. Uh, um, uh, we have a bonus one actually um, because of it being Thanksgiving weekend. So um, stay tuned as that comes up as well. So uh, appreciate you hanging in there and staying with me. Uh, on the podcast, I'm solo this week. <clears throat> I'm always solo this part of the show, right? But I'm, I'm I was solo for the whole podcast this week. Uh, it's uh, dreary and sad uh, when Sharon is not around. So um, what we're going to do is we'll move right along, and we'll do our wombat of the week. Now, if you want to get involved out there in wombat of the week, certainly you can. And you can do so by sending your news story, a link to a news story of stupid people doing stupid things and getting into the news. Send that along to wombat at joelmaholic.com or better yet, joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. And you can also send it to us in a Facebook message on Facebook at JM Talk. So, and then we'll put it into the queue, into the run-in. Typically, you know, we don't get flooded with emails. So, usually if you submit a story, it's typically going to get on within a week or two in the Wombat slot. <clears throat> My voice is getting a lot of workout tonight uh, on the podcast, so pardon me. But that's how you play along. That's how you can get involved in this. Now, um, this Wombat this week can also go down as... In the same category of you can't make this stuff up. So as you know, a couple of weeks ago, our culinary correspondent, Sean Goward, went out and risked his life to test the impossible Whopper. The plant-based slab. Hashtag plant-based slab. That's my hashtag, by the way. And um, although he said it wasn't bad, he will ne- he's not going to eat it again. And... Um, so anyway, so he did it. We talked about it. He did it. Uh, we, we The video is there on the YouTube channel and on Facebook for posterity's sake. If you want to see it, we covered it. Well, what happened now is a man is suing Burger King because the meatless Impossible Whopper is cooked on the same grill as meat products. Class action lawsuit filed uh, last Monday or the Monday before in the Southern District of Florida claims that although the burger chain advertises its vegan option as meat-free, it is contaminated by meat byproduct because it's cooked on the same grill as meat products. Now, uh, I, I read some of the pieces of the uh, of the suit, and um, the 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 guy suing says that. It, it, in the suit, it says that it's contaminated with meat bits. <laughs> uh, so the suit accuses Burger King of false advertising and benefiting monetarily from offering a vegan option that is not, in fact, vegan. Burger King declined to comment to several media outlets. Um, and why not? <laughs> now... The plaintiff 
Philip Williams, he's a vegan who does not eat or drink anything that uses animal byproducts. Uh, he purchased an Impossible Whopper at a location in Atlanta uh, in August after seeing advertisements and paid premium price, he says, for the meatless option, according to the lawsuit. The lawsuit alleges that if he had known the burger would be cooked in such a manner, he would not have purchased it. Uh, the Burger King at Williams visited did not have signage in the drive-thru indicating that the plant-based burger would be cooked on the same grill as the meat. So Williams claims he suffered monetary damages in the amount that he paid to the purchase the Impossible Whopper, according to the suit. The lawsuit indicates that several other consumers have made similar complaints online about the changed practice surrounding the sale of the Impossible Whopper. Um, so, a couple of things, uh, my point, a couple of my viewpoints. First of all, uh, and this means nothing, okay? I understand, um, you know, uh, yeah, Mr. Williams is obviously upset. I mean, he wants his six or seven dollars back. So he, um, so we'll get to that in a second. He's upset. So what I'm about to say really doesn't mean anything to anybody but me, and maybe other people who work or have worked at Burger King and know this. You know the broilers that they use in Burger King. That yes, uh, cooks the meat, cooks uh, grilled chicken is cooked on it. Unless things have changed since I worked there, uh, the, the the burgers are cooked on it. They're so hot. They're, they're gas-flamed uh, broilers. They're so hot that, I mean, if you spun it, if you let it go around one or two rotations, it essentially cleans the chain. Because that's what it is. It's a chain that everything's cooked on. So, but I, I understand that to a, to a vegan, that probably amounts to nothing. Okay, I, I get it. You're a vegan. You can't have any meat byproducts. I get that. So that brings up my next uh, point to this story. Why in the hell are you buying vegan products, a vegan burger at a burger joint? At a burger joint. Uh, you, you know, I mean, if you go to any non-fast food burger joint and you get a, 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 a plant-based slab instead of a hamburger, you know, uh, do you know any more or less if that was cooked on a totally separate area, because the th it, it it begs to understand this. It's not just the broiler. If you're a vegan and you have these specific beliefs, then you know, then it shouldn't be anywhere around meat byproducts. Am I right? Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. But it just it seems to me that the last place I'm gonna buy if I, if I wanted to. If I wanted to, and let me tell you something, if 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 we couldn't eat meat anymore for burgers, I'd have to find out where tacos roam, and I'll go hunt tacos. Just tell me where they hang out in herds, and I'll go shoot them, and grab. And I'll go shoot up a ten pack of tacos. But if I were a vegan, I I think the last place that I would go for a vegan burger. Is Burger King? It would have to be, like if it, like if I had a list in my pocket. I'm a vegan, and I have a list in my pocket. And I pull the list out and I go, hmm, here's my list of ten places never to buy a vegan uh, uh, burger at. Burger King's got to be the f number one place on the list I don't go to. Has to be. So um, my third and final point to this, and then we'll move on and away from this, is somebody tell me. 
Is it worth the trouble of filing a class action lawsuit because you want your money back? Because now, you know, he want yes, he he wants he paid a premium price. I don't know what that. Let's say it's fifteen dollars for the meal. I don't care. I don't care. My point is, the only other thing it says in the suit is that it indicates that several other consumers have made similar complaints online. Online. That means he read other people bitching about it on Facebook and filed a class action suit. That's what that means. I'm reading between the lines. Indicates that several other consumers have made similar complaints online about... Look, I know Burger King's doing really well with this thing. They're doing so well with this thing that I can't believe that this, that this is happening. But I do get it. Mr. Williams, I do get it. But Mr. Williams, I would not buy a vegan burger at, a, at, at Burger King. I just wouldn't. And I don't know where I would go if I was a vegan to buy. I think I'd make my own. Because I'm sure your kitchen, your workspace, and your cooking area, and your kitchen is probably, because you're a vegan, the most vegan... The best vegan place to cook, free of any meat byproducts. Because you really can't say that about any restaurant that's serving meat byproducts. They're going to merge, unless you know. And, and oh, I'm, I'm, I'm spending way too much time on this. Way too much time on this. You couldn't ask for the manager and tell him you wanted your money back? That's all I'm saying. So, although I get it, Mr. Williams, I understand. You're the Wombat of the Week. Here's your sign. Here's your crown. In fact, go get a Burger King crown and wear that. Because we don't give out crowns here. But in this case, you should wear the Burger King crown and you should wear it upside down. That way they know you're the Wombat of the Week. There you have it. Let me get a sip here. Because we got a, we got two heroes coming up. Uh, okay. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you want to send in an everyday hero, it does not necessarily have to be someone who wears a badge or a cape. I mean, I don't know how many cape crusaders that, you know, maybe run around your neighborhood. I haven't seen any here, but I'm just saying, you never know, right? I want you to send them to us. Same thing. Send us news stories of everyday heroes from your community to joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. Love to have the stories. Love to have them. In fact, that's why we're doing two this week. Because why not? Right? Why not? First one is, well, because... So this is... I'm gonna, The first one I'm going to do is actually the, the, the one that... <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about my throat. This one is going to be the, the special additional one added because Thanksgiving weekend. Okay? It's about a father and daughter team delivering Thanksgiving meals in Maine. Okay? In Maine. For the past four years... Christian Hayes and his daughter, Fiona, have been helping Mainers at Thanksgiving. So according to WMTW, they say that he owns Dandelion Catering and Garrison Restaurant in Yarmouth. And for the past four years, he and his oldest daughter, Fiona, have been helping families in need help them have a nice Thanksgiving meal. From the Dandelion Catering Facebook, okay, Christian decided once he was, uh, he, he was in place to help, that's exactly what he do, should do because, quote, that's what humans need to be doing. So he helps families that have been nominated in the community and keeps their identities 
confidential. And he's right. Okay. I mean, we're all in a position to help. And this is incredible. He's got this business. He's doing well, right? It's a food business. It's easy for him to do this. So he, and there, I, I know, I know churches in our area that do this, you know, um, and I know other organizations that, that do it in the same fashion, you know, they get families one way or another nominated. Let's use that word. I'm not saying the, it's always a nomination, but it's a similar process. Let's get the families we know need. And then he goes out and does it. Okay, churches around here do the same thing for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Let's make sure they get a complete meal to cook. You know? So they're not burdened with that on top of other things they're trying to do. But look what he's also teaching his daughter. The values that he's teaching his daughter. We have. We have this business. We have this restaurant. We have these means to do by and we do that so um there's like so there's so many reasons i mean i could sit here and dot the bop 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 off my fingers as to why i chose him to be one of our heroes this week him and his daughter but namely because he's doing it he's making a difference during the holiday season and because he's teaching values to his daughter and that is amazing and that's amazing. So Christian Hayes, mm, hero, man. Honoring you as a hero here on the Dromaholic Show. Please continue doing what you're doing. Thank you very much for performing that service for the community. I mean, I'm sure these people are grateful for what you're doing. And we're grateful because you're doing it. So thank you very much. So see, that's one. And we have another one. And this is another one. This is another great everyday hero so i want to talk to you about and uh, i gotta pull these things up i'm alone you see um bus driver he buys a, a bus driver <clears throat> buys hats and gloves for children along his route who can't afford to have winter gear purchased for them so you know some bus drivers get a bad rap some of them are really amazing we've seen we've seen we've talked about uh over the course of the years here at the network Bus drivers that do amazing things, okay, and um, and they're important people for the most part, okay. So um, John Lunsford, and he's from Kennewick, Washington, Washington State, has seen his share of kids freezing outside in the cold. So when one of his riders got on the bus in 2016 after waiting outside in the temperatures without any gloves on, this veteran bus driver knew he had to do something. So the first step was he put gloves on the young boy's cold hands. While he didn't have an extra set of gloves, he gave him his own gloves so he could warm up during the ride. After a shift ended, Lutzford went straight to the dollar store uh, and he bought a bunch more winter gear for his riders. He picked up things like gloves, hats, scarves to have them on hand for whenever a student got on his bus and needed it. And then he went out of his way to give that first young boy who initially brought the idea to his mind a full set of winter gear. Okay. After handing out gear to his riders, Lunsford took things a step further and he went to the local library to ask if anyone needed clothing for the cold weather. When he saw the positive response he was getting, Lunsford made it his mission to ensure all children he encountered had the proper winter gear to protect them from the harsh elements. So, um, he doesn't even like fame. He doesn't like recognition. This guy just wanted to do something that was necessary. And, and, and this is fantastic stuff. I mean, think about that, you know, um, 
to get on a bus. It's cold. You know, your parents can't afford gloves. You don't have gloves. You're keeping them in your pocket, whatever, doing the best you can. And then for this guy to do this. These are the everyday heroes. These are the people I want to hear from. These are the, this is the little community. Nowhere. Nowhere Washington, basically. And these are the stories I crave for. So I can get them out there and tell you about them and tell everybody about these people. These are the stories that I need. And you can send them to me at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. Would love to have them. Would love to expose the heroes out there. Okay? There's a hero. He doesn't wear a cape. He should. He should. Because he's, he's a superhero. So, John Lunsford, you also join this week in the double Honor Thy Heroes. You're being honored, sir, as a hero for doing what you're doing for the children in your community. The community should thank you, and we certainly thank you here on the program for what you're doing. And so get us those stories in. Now, obviously, because we did the double hero, we had that extended one by the week, cannot get in a one last thing. And there's so much more stuff on the docket that we have to get to. We're now backed up because of last week. So we appreciate everybody listening. I'm glad you tuned in. I want to remind you of where you can find us on the webs. Uh, on the World Wide Web, www.jmtalk.net. That's the website. Subscribe to the program. We're on every major player out there. Okay, every major service, we're there. So check us out. You can't get enough of us. Listen to the 24-7 stream. Uh, our, you know, our own Joe Mahalik radio show uh, station there, 24-7, so you can listen to us. So check that out. Check out the news. Check out the blogs. Check out the YouTube channel. And check out the video content uh, right now being populated by our culinary uh, correspondent, Sean Goward. Uh, all this stuff going on. We want to hear from you. Send us feedback. Uh, radio at gmail.com. Send us a message. We're at Facebook at JM Talk. Instagram, Twitter, JM Talk Radio, all the different places that you can get a hold of us. So uh, please keep it safe if you're going out there among the people to shop because we want you to be back here each week downloading the next episode. So please be safe. Please be courteous. While you're out and about, pick up three pieces of trash. Be kind to one another. Hold a door for somebody. Okay? Say Merry Christmas to somebody. Okay? You never know how that might make a person feel. All right, raise the bar. We're going to catch you next time on the Joel Mahalik Show. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.